Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, quick spoiler alert up front because I'm going to say something funny about this movie. Okay. I get it serious, right? Mm-hmm. Very serious drama about emotions, and I was, I was torn up by the end of it. However, I would love a spin off set in the hotel just of the two guys who were working in the hotel who were very funny. I did like them a lot. How cool would that be? A little cinematic universe <laughs> of Ian McEwan novels. There was so much backstory there. Like they tipped the wine out and they filled it back up with the water and they knew how to mm-hmm. do it all. Yeah. MVPs, you know. Hello there. Welcome to I Only Like You and Movies. That is the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Lonnie. I'm here with my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. We recently saw On Chessel Beach. We did. It's directed by Dominic Cook. It's, ri- it's written and adapted from Ian McEwan's novel, mm-hmm. novella, to be accurate. Mm-hmm. So Saoirse Ronan and Billy Howell. Emily Watson came on for a day on set. It's nice that she she went for just for a little day. Just oh, Emily's here just for the day, everybody. Let's get her in a couple of scenes and yeah. off she goes. Most and she was, and she was wonderful in them. Like underutilized always. actress in the world. <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts, Sine? Look, I'm going to be upfront with Ooh, our listeners. Okay. The podcast is called I Only Like You in Movies. This movie is not one that I liked. Should we go back to the original title, just I Only Like You, because Look, you didn't like this movie? There's been a few duds lately. Yeah. Maybe I don't like movies. No, I do. I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> My problem with the film overall. Uh, where to begin? It feels like an Ian McEwan novel. <laughs> and like What a surprise. Take take this with a grain of salt, because obviously he's much more successful than I will ever be. And he's wonderful, I'm sure, and a lovely person. But I just can't get into his stories. Mm-hmm. Hated atonement, hated that with a passion, with a fiery passion of a thousand suns. Hated it. And this feels the same to me. The vibe is the same. He's got a certain vibe about the books that he writes. And they're probably very clever and, like, interesting and capital L literature. But for me, they're just really boring. They're really boring and really slow. And then there's, like, weird things that happen that don't, like, take Atonement, for example. Spoiler alert, but it came out, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. The ending, wasn't the ending just like, oh, yeah, nothing, none of that actually happened, though, because all the stuff you'd seen didn't actually occur because of the letter or something? I think it was just not everything didn't occur. The happy ending for the older character didn't occur. It's what she wanted to have happened. Right. Well, what did you think of this film, Lonnie? I just want to know, have you read his books or just seen a couple movies based on his work? I have not, no. I have a book of his to read there and I just, 
You've been turned off by a timer initially, and now this one. And now this didn't one. Okay. And it had. The, it's not just that. For me, it's not because they're Emuquean things. They both just happen to be Emuquean projects that feel very similar to me. Mm-hmm. It's like when we reviewed Fences maybe six months ago or so. The overwhelming feeling after watching that was that this is a play turned into a film and this felt like a novel turned into a film. There wasn't enough, like, quote-unquote film techniques that made this feel less like a novel. Like, I swear, if I didn't know that this was based on a book, I could probably tell you after seeing the film just because of how it's sort of structured and it's so slow and I just feel like the point of these kinds of films and books, I guess, is more than what happens, than the plot and everything. Like this is representative of, you know, 1960s, 50s, repressed women not really sure how to like deal with being a woman, that kind of stuff. And it's like I get that it's probably got a bigger meaning, but in terms of like entertainment value and interest value and appealing to your audience who wants to buy tickets to a film. I just found it really boring. <laughs> yeah, that all sounds like it was meant for you. I don't think it was, no. But that's my thing. I don't I don't think any of his adaptations are meant for me. Fair enough. They're maybe meant for like an older audience. It might be a bit of a grandma movie and that's okay. Well, call me a grandma because I <laughs> liked it. I thought it was good. I I liked all the repression. Mm-hmm. I'm into that, mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> I liked Atonement as well. I, I just saw it on DVD. Do you have for some reason? And Oh, I only it. had it because I used to work next to a either a Video Easy or a Blockbuster, and I used to go into that Video Easy or Blockbuster every night after my shift to wait for my dad to pick me up, and they would have, like, Clearance movies, X rentals yeah. for sale, mm-hmm. and I picked it up there. I didn't like it. No, you've kept it because I like. I watched it and I liked it. Yeah, so. because now I can't get rid of it because you're like, oh no, I really like it. I thought it was good. Um, Search is always great. Don't get me wrong. Search is great, like perfectly great. And she was in Atonement as well, so you know, there's a linky there. <laughs> I thought it did a good job of showing the the social mores of the time i love the scene where Sasha brings the mum back mm-hmm. and the dad comes over and is like marry that girl that was awesome i can't believe you weren't choked up at the end oh my god i was here's the thing maybe i don't have a heart because normally i'm really i'm quite an emotional person i cry very often at things at the end of this movie when they're in their bad old person's makeup, which looks so ridiculous, just get another actor. Just get another actor. We're suspending disbelief anyway. Get another actor so we don't spend all this time being taken out of the film because how bad your makeup is. And he cries in the front row. I had so much trouble holding back laughter. It was hilarious. His little crying face when he was in his stupid makeup sobbing about this thing because he knew he could have gone back on the beach 
and said sorry. No. He would have had a life with her saying. See, here's the thing. I get that and I get this whole thing about like, oh, the chance and they never ended up together. This is the worst example of that trope. La La Land, similar thing. They knew they couldn't be together. Executed perfectly. Are you saying that La La Land should have had an ending where Ryan Gosling is in all people's makeup <laughs> and is crying? No. Watching her on. See, that's the thing. Like, people are probably going to get shitty with me comparing it to La La Land. No one listens. It's fine. <laughs> but that scene in La La Land where they just look at each other and they know, they know that they could have been together but that wasn't how it happened. And there have been other films that have done this too and I can't for the life of me think of an example of it. But that scene is so, like, it just relies on acting and subtextual stuff and no dialogue and nothing said and it's really, like, we understand it but it's not mm-hmm. forced down our throat to have, like, a close-up on his face that's crying and then everyone's applauding around him and then back to her and, like, it's just so heavy-handed and obvious and it was just like the worst yeah to be honest I, I agree with you i think the execution was a bit off there i like the idea of it though sure what about when the little girl comes in and it's like what is your name oh her name's the thing that it yeah was called. i think they, like, i just wish they'd pulled back a bit he could have perhaps thought it was like it didn't have to necessarily say exactly that she was the daughter no it could have just been left to our imagination about whether she actually yeah. was or not same at the end there. How cool would it have been if he had gone to the the uh, recital at the end mm. and he's there and he, but he, when they're clapping, he, like, gets up and walks off. Yeah, and right. She, and she looks up and she's like, was that him? I couldn't yeah, quite couldn't tell. Yeah, couldn't quite tell whether he came or not. And then maybe he cries as he leaves or something or, you know, it was a bit obvious. Or maybe he doesn't turn up because he doesn't want to and there's an empty chair there in the recital and she knows yeah. that that chair was safe for him and mm-hmm. I don't and know. He's, like, at, he's, you know, across the street looking... Yeah, I just I really hated the execution of it. Like, I think this is a good story in theory, but I didn't like the way that it was done. Mm-hmm. It just felt really boring to me. There were weird shot choices as well, lots of close-ups on, like, things that didn't... Yeah. I don't know what that was trying to do. There are a few times where the scenes ended too early or too late. Yeah. And I think that... I like the story. Looking back at it, I think... One of those ones you enjoy in hindsight rather than as you're watching it. Like I agree. You, you appreciate maybe, yeah. the story has. I feel like maybe there are too many flashbacks. I'm like, just get to the sex bit, you know? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's, we're over an hour in and every two seconds they say one line. And then it jumps <laughs> to another thing. Yeah, it's just, I think that's what, I was so frustrated watching it. I'm like, mm. God, what? A, just tell me what the story is. Like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to work this hard. There were so many time jumps, which was so confusing. I was like, right, okay, are we after the wedding, before the wedding? Like, what's what's happening right now? Um, All the flashbacks in the, on the wedding night were back with their relationship. Yeah, like, we, we yeah. get it after a while, don't we? You know, like, we, we've got it. Well, and then, this so is... they have that as sort of present day, but then they jump forward into the future, which is now present day, with him being at the record yeah. store and the recital with her and she's old and everything. I think it was a bit, uh, wasn't quite balanced there. No. There was a bit too much, too many flashbacks. It dragged out the scene in the hotel and the, the whole, whole fight, everything a bit too far. Yeah. And I sort of crammed most of the future, if you think about yeah. that. Yeah, into you know, 10 minutes. The end bit, yeah. <laughs> so 
So I think maybe that could be balanced a bit more. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But putting aside all of the technical and narrative elements, which we agree probably didn't work out as well as they could have, mm-hmm. I think if you really think about him as a character and her as a character, really, two main characters, just how tragic their story is. And I was trying to really appreciate their lives afterwards and they had this chance to be together, but they threw it away for almost no reason. Mm. They could have worked it out. And, you know, she has one conversation, could have solved it all, but they were too proud and repressed and British, if, if I can say that, yeah. to really work it out. Because obviously, like, she had lots of hang-ups about sex, but then she had children in the future with the dickhead guy from the quartet. So, yeah. You know, Obviously something. wasn't about that. Well, I can see how because the the film implies that she was a sexual abuse survivor. Yeah. And so obviously she's up having sex the first time. It was really difficult for her. But obviously he was not the sort of person who you could talk to that about. No. And he screwed his life up about this as well. You know, didn't have therapy back. Well, obviously had therapy, but wasn't the done thing to seek help for these sort of things. In this time, I just felt really sad for them all. I think that's what I'm gonna say. I liked it about the film. I think that's something I appreciate about the film mm. afterwards. That these people and the tragic story, no, not a happy ending. I th- well, I guess she had kids and stuff, but yeah, for them, you know. I think maybe I would have can like I didn't connect with the story because I didn't connect to the characters as real people. They were both seemed irrational in their behavior. And I didn't really understand it. Acting was good from Sasha Ronan and Emily Watson, even Billy Howe was really good. All the supporting actors were not the best, apart from Emery Duff. His dad was all right. Well, yeah. yeah, but like I didn't I didn't care. So then it was really hard to be like, you know, these characters you care about, well, they're not gonna be together. I was like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't care about them to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe if I think this film would probably resonate with people who had parents growing up in this time or they grew up in this time for me I just felt like it was a step removed where maybe I wanted too much of them I didn't understand why they couldn't just talk to each other and maybe that's me missing the point and it probably is but it just frustrated me too much like I didn't quite grasp the sense of history and what people were like in that time like I think because it was focused on these two people I didn't really understand that their behaviours were as a result of, like, wider cultural customs. Yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it. But just think about him as a, as a bloke, the toxic masculinity going through his body, his yeah. life, 
he gets so upset and he yells at her, he can't say sorry, and so he screws up his whole life because of that. Yeah. I think I can see that in his character. I guess so, when you put it that way, yeah. Yeah. So not necessarily about him being in that time period, but just in general. And, you know, she was raised in an awful family and they were all mean to her all the time and mm. and so she couldn't talk to him. She couldn't talk to the priest, anyone, about what she's going through. Yeah. And so it was really – and then, you know, the one person she's connected to is now mad at her and won't talk. That would have been awful for her, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think maybe this film would be a good one to, like, write a film essay about or talk about gender, mm. you know, and how that's played out in this film. But it's not – like, it's a very intellectual film. It's a scholarly film. And it just didn't connect with me on her, like mm. – I understand that it's good and I can appreciate that that's what it does, but the reason why I watch movies isn't to sit back and go, oh, well, this was very technically great. For me, it's much more about the, like, feeling element and the emotional. Like, did I did I enjoy the experience of watching this film? Mm-hmm. And no, and I didn't really have fun watching it or think it was that interesting or um, captivating. Like, I was just kind of bored throughout. It just wasn't for me. Like you said earlier, it's not a film for me. Fair enough. That's okay. I think all your, your criticisms are quite valid, though. It's But maybe people who it's more for can put aside those things or it's not such a big deal for them. Yeah. And that's, that's totally fine. That's... It's funny because we, we kind of come together and say, look, the time jumps are weird, the narrative structure was weird, um, strange shot mm-hmm. choices and editing that cuts off scenes too quickly. And yet that doesn't affect your overall experience of the film, whereas for me that was my experience. Yeah, well, it's kind of like two sides of the same coin almost. Not everything about every movie is going to be perfect and you don't have to like every single thing about a film to yeah. like it overall or appreciate enough that you can put aside some of those things to still enjoy it. Mm. All right, what do you overall, let's distill this movie into a five-point scale. What do you reckon? Um, One and a half. Ooh. I really didn't Ooh, like it. Harsh. I'll give it three stars. Do you want to know the breakdown of my score? Please. Where, where are the, where's the one and a half coming from? The one star comes from Saoirse Ronan because I love her and the half star comes from her blue dress because I liked it. That's very academic. Uh, you to... Yep, yep, it is. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to our review of On Chessel Beach. So good to name reckons. I'm kind of okay with it, but I'm not going to rush out to see what it again. What did you give it? I just said three stars. Oh. We'll be back next week with another movie, hopefully one that's less repressed <laughs> for Sine's <for> sake. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.